Welcome to the new Paradigm Podcast. My name is Morten Hake and this is the place where we'll talk about the stuff that's going to make you remember who you really are. Let's go. Hey guys and welcome to the new Paradigm Podcast episode Eight, I believe. Uh, today, I'm fortunate enough to have Leanne Brooke Taylor here with me from BornHappy.co. <laughs> we were like <laughs> talking about um, your website and uh, and how you like. You also started your podcast right now, didn't you? We're like we're we're starting this podcast, uh, uh, this little team of podcasters now in the Three Principles community. Yeah, yeah, what? it's like a wave going through. I think it was on the same week we started. I love but, that. Hi, hello. <laughs> hello, hi, welcome. <laughs> uh, all right, so so um, I want to kind of like. Um, pick your brain and when it comes to happiness and uh, because we had a a good talk the other time we were skyping and uh, and you had some opinions uh, around the word happiness that I want you to share and also about your website like you have bornhappy.co what is the what do you mean when you say bornhappy.co no born happy what does that mean for you I am very happy to talk about all of that and more. (laughs) Um, So for me, happiness is firstly kind of what it's all about. If we're here to do anything, it's kind of there's, it seems to me there's little point even having this life if it's not a happy one. And it also seems to me that that's something that's there for every human being. It's not there mm. for the lucky few who can aff- afford it or can find it or can meditate long enough to get it. It seems to me that it's something we're born with and it's a universal right. And it, the message we're being fed by in all sorts of directions, yeah, very innocently, you know, including our parents, the media, schools, everyone's putting this message at us that happiness is somewhere out there if you work hard enough and you do enough self-improvement and drink enough green smoothies and say enough affirmations (laughs) at the end of it, you know, if you're really lucky, you might feel a bit better. Yeah. It it feels to me that that's completely going in the wrong direction. And it also feels that the world's ready for a different message about happiness. It feels as though we're ready to hear something we've got. So that's, my take on happiness and it was really the reason that I started Born Happy as a kind of website movement community you know it's evolving into all sorts of things as time goes on mm. um, but it's really just that you know the message of you don't need to you can go and drink a ton of green smoothies you can meditate for hours or you can see that it, happiness is something that you've got inside all the time and it's just being covered up by thoughts in the moment and purely and simply, that's what Born Happiness is about. It's just saying you've got everything you need already. It's just about rediscovering it. Uh, okay, so for uh, so for people who are in a search for happiness, how would they like? I know this is, might be a hard answer to a question to answer, but like, 
they are running around trying to get happy. Like, where do you even start? It's... I don't find it complicated to answer. It's trying to put something that, to me, looks really simple in a way that doesn't sound like it's almost too simple to make any sense. Mm. Um, For me... Everyone has this experience differently. I've had clients who have just in one moment gone, boom, wow, I get it. I see yeah. that happiness is, is here. And from that moment onwards, it's not that they don't have other thinking come up, but for that moment, it is as simple as that because it is as simple as that. It's just whether you see it. And that was my experience as well. Uh, for other people, it's a gradual realization. And the simplest way of articulating what's happening is that understanding that that we have got that inbuilt core of happiness and it's always there and we're going to have thoughts in every moment we're going to have fresh thinking flow through us that's how the system works it's not bad good indifferent it's just how it works the system works that we have fresh thinking flow through us if we start to get caught up in the content of that thought if we start to over identify with it we start to really believe it we start to get addicted to it it's going to look like that's the the key part of us and if those thoughts are thoughts of unhappiness whether that's insecure thinking fearful thinking hateful thinking it's going to look like in that moment we're not happy and we're going to forget that the thinker behind those thoughts is perfect those thoughts aren't in any way infecting the thinker. It's not like you become your thinking. It just looks like you become your thinking. And pointing to people in one way or another that despite those thoughts in the moment, the bit that's thinking, the person that's seeing those thoughts, the person that's hearing those thoughts, the person that's aware of those thoughts, isn't the thoughts. Mm. And people will hear that differently, experience that differently, understand that differently, whether that's, you know, you and I share an understanding of the principles, which describes it in the way of mind, thought and consciousness. Really, that's just one way of seeing this same truth that behind the thoughts is this perfect still awareness. Mm. And you can you can experience that in all sorts of different ways. Some people have a near death experience or lose someone close to them or it can be all sorts of things, you know, going off to India to try and find yourself. But that moment you wake up to like, whoa, not only is it not all about my thoughts. And then there's that kind of level you're like, oh, wow, it's not even all about me as the thinker. There's all this stuff that creates this. There's this energy that creates me as the thinker just as much as it creates you know, nature and birds migrating, my wounds healing, and the fact I don't even have to think about the fact I need to breathe. Because as soon mm. as I do need to think about the fact I need to breathe, I forget how to breathe. I don't know if that's just me, but like as soon as I think about my breathing, I'm like, oh man, I can't. Yeah. Is it in now or is it out now? And wow, the same applies to this stuff. I don't need to be in control because it's going to happen regardless. And that's kind of like a series of pennies that can drop for people. And each time that penny drops at that kind of next level, happiness is the only outcome. It's not something you're looking for. It's the outcome. Mm. Yeah, you say like it's it's not something you can control. It's just like it happens. Like people tend to believe that they have to control everything. Mm. 
and then and then get stuck in that pattern. I was very uh, I had a, uh, I had a question there earlier, but that was I was just having a thought train of awesomeness right now, which was fun. Funny <laughs> <laughs> um, enough, that's what I. Uh... In principles terms, what we call mind, I sometimes call the awesomeness in like in capital, capital. <laughs> Yeah, because there's a no name for it, right? I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, invent new names for it all the time. Mm. It's your word. We get cool. to make up our own words for it. So yeah. to me, quite often, I just think the awesomeness is a kind of beyond words word. So yeah, yeah. And it's like every single time we put it into words it's not you know describing it's not it yeah because it's it's formlessness turning into form by thoughts and words and words is a form so you cannot you know you not say um the formless with form kind of which is very interesting um Okay, so so for for someone uh, listening to this and they go like, well, okay, so you're saying that you're not, you know, you identify with your thoughts and then all of a sudden you buy into that and then and that that's frustrating. But like, is someone listening and they go maybe go like, well, when I'm angry, aren't I angry? Like, uh. I am angry, right? People could be listening to this and go like, well, when I'm angry or frustrated, I'm angry and frustrated. And you telling me I'm not angry or frustrated doesn't help. Like where I'm just trying to be like the devil's advocate here and like get some, 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 you know, some people might wondering that some listeners, like, where do you even like, where do you begin there? What would you try to point them towards? I'd say firstly, and this is true of listening to anyone talk about anything that's experiential, anything that's how we understand how we're creating life. You've got to find that out for yourself, Mm. whether it's me or someone else with what, you know, whether you call it spiritual understanding or whatever, just as we're just saying, it's not in the flipping words. You know, it's very simple, mm. but it can't actually be described very clearly in words. It's something you need to find out for yourself. So whilst I can speak very clearly about my experience of what that looks like when I have angry thinking, I'd really suggest it's something that if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, man, when I feel angry, I feel angry. Mm. All I can suggest is ways that you can start to discover something different for yourself which is what I'm about to do. But I'd really, anytime you're listening to someone talking about this stuff, really look for ways that you can find the truth for yourself because it will probably look very differently to the way that I'm describing how that truth looks for me. Mm. So before coming across this way of seeing how I was creating my reality, I was actually someone with, I wouldn't say anger problems, but I had a temper. I was very like up and down during the day kind of person. Um, and, you know, I did, half the time I didn't even realise. It wasn't until after I came across this, I was like, my goodness, I used to spend, like, so much of the day getting irritated about really pointless things. Like, my, my yeah, favourite was me too. my husband not taking the bin out. I swear, I could have had, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> day. I'd be like, <laughs> I'm how could he not take that bin out? And then, you know, getting ready for school in the morning with my children, 
anyone listening that's got young children will just know the pain of that kind of early <laughs> getting the children ready and out the door. And every single morning, one or both of us would end up in tears. It was that bad. You know, we'd go down the yeah. garden path with like my son or daughter or sometimes me crying because it was all so stressful. And it looked really real. You know, that, yeah. that point where I'm trying to tell my son, you know, we put your shoes on every single day. This is nothing new. We need to get your shoes on before we leave the door. Every morning, that would me- make me feel angry. Or so I thought. Him not putting his shoes on makes me feel angry. And then suddenly seeing, like, wow, he's doing something that makes complete sense to him according to his thinking, just like I am. And seeing that it was just, you know, it feels real. Anger anger in particular is a great example because it's obviously designed to create that kind of fight or flight response in us. It's designed to be a powerful emotion because you're supposed to do something with it. Of course, we misuse it and create anger over all sorts of things. We actually need to do nothing about whatsoever. But the feeling takes over us. It feels like we are angry. It feels like we are the angry person. And just for a moment and it might not always happen it might not be in every time you have angry thinking you're going to notice you just your thinking but even when you have you hear something like this the next time you have angry thinking you might get that moment of whoa that's my thinking the moment you notice it's just your thinking that's the exit that's that moment of grace that's that place where you get some distance from your thoughts and you start to feel, I'm not my thoughts, I'm the thinker. And again, it's not my words, it's when you feel that. It's when you have that moment of, wow, there's some distance between me and my thinking here. I'm seeing my thoughts, I'm feeling my thoughts, but they're not me. And for me, it was very like that. It was like I could actually almost like physically see some distance between mm. me, me and my thoughts, which mm. if I can see some distance, I can't be it. Yeah, exactly. You start observing your thoughts kind of and your feelings. Mm. For me, it's like um, that specific uh, moment that you're talking about is uh, like that's like when I first had this insight. It was like a fresh new thought came to me or I remembered a new thought, right? Or whatever it was. But all of a sudden in the river of thoughts, there was a new thought there as well that I hadn't seen for a long time, and and now and and the, and it's or or never seen it because it came to me in a new way, in a new explanation, kind of. It's like okay, so I'm living in the feeling of my thinking, moment to moment. Okay, so then all of a sudden I start noticing that, and just like you said, when that new when in that moment you're frustrated or buying into the that you're feeling something other than you're thinking and then that new thought comes and goes like maybe i'm just like am i feeling my thinking right now <laughs> or is it just like yeah. some new <clears throat> permutation of that thought comes to you then then that that's like it opens up for for new thoughts basically and then um, and this is all, all happens automatically. It's all an implication of the understanding. Um, of, uh, but it's really, you can really notice it happening while it's happening. You're like, oh, I bought into it. 
and I probably will buy into it for a few more minutes or, you know, <laughs> and then new thoughts are going to happen and I'm going to have a completely new experience and not be in this experience which now feels like the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> because when it's crazy when you say, but when you say like, when your husband didn't go out with the trash or when your kids didn't want to put on their clothes or whatever. We don't in trash that... in England, but... <laughs> <laughs> in those <laughs> moments. Say again? We only have r- rubbish here. Yeah. <laughs> rubbish. Then um, uh, then in the, in those moments... Even though it's a small thing, I remember, you know, or yeah, even though it's a small thing, in that moment, it feels like the end of the world. Mm. And it might look from the outside, it might look ridiculous, or you telling it now, you were kind of like laughing about being so angry when it didn't uh, take out the rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) But in that moment, it was real to you. And that's the idea, like, it, or that's the thing, it, even though, we know that you can know this and actually you listeners already at some level know this. Um, but that doesn't mean that the experience is going to be less real. Like this It's designed to be real. It's That's designed to be real, yes. That's real. That's the beauty. <laughs> exactly. I always go into the example like we you want it to be real, otherwise you wouldn't have sex. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great. Some really cool stuff. Yeah. So why would we, you know, this isn't the enemy. It's just understanding how it works allows us to do more cool stuff. That's all. Yeah. But yeah, it's designed to feel real. This isn't about deadening thought or getting rid of thought or trying to work against thought. This is just like, boom, this is a that. cool design. Yeah. We create stuff through thought and then we get to experience like it's reality. Wow. I mean, like in the best science fiction film, like nothing meets that, really, does it? Literally, that's like amazing. Like we get to create stuff, create whole realities, whole experiences in every moment. That's something to be excited about, isn't it? Yeah. Very excited. And then conversely, like the very fact it looks real is, I mean, it's, I can't think of which particular um, sci-fi film this was, but it does remind me of something where that kind of hallucinogenic thing where you can create anything. And if you're in that feeling of fear, or, you know, for me, it all comes from that that place of insecurity, whether it's hate, fear, anger, any of those things. So for me, in that bin example, once you're thinking those things that are creating those feelings of fear... All sorts of other hallucinations can be created mm. in that place. You know, you can create monsters. I could create from that simple thoughts around my, my husband not taking the bin out. It will go from that to like, my husband doesn't respect me. He doesn't value like all this other stuff. He doesn't value what I go through every morning <laughs> trying to get the children out of the door. Yes. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah, and it's not just he hasn't taken the bin bin out. I look around. He hasn't even wiped the crumbs off the kitchen surface. That's how little respect he's got for me. And basically, this marriage is over. And then... <laughs> the bin thought can spiral into like all sorts of things, ending in the divorce thought. 
because they're all going to look more and more real. And coming from that kind of feeling of like you're always living in feeling you're thinking, and Mm. that's true on various levels. It's not just the fact you're you are in this moment living in the feeling you're thinking it's also what it can then create in terms of the next thought and the next thought and the next thought and of course we've always got that that moment that can happen which we see it when we see wow it's just thought mm. even that's a new thought a new way of seeing it but if that doesn't mm. happen if we're on that ride it's gonna just keep spiraling more thoughts from that place yeah yeah it's very cool. So, okay, so I got to ask the question that is impossible to answer, but I like uh, the thoughts that usually come out of it. So how does one understand this? Like, how does one come about, like, um, um, I was asking, I was trying to ask for the listeners, like, okay, so you're telling me I'm, I'm feeling my thinking and... <clears throat> And it's an implication of a deeper understanding, but how do I understand it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sixty million dollar question. It's um, it's funny actually because over time I've seen this differently, and for me, I didn't go looking for this; it found me. Which one way or another is probably true for most people, um, but it really found me, as in it kind of grabbed me by the collars and was just like, boom here you go and I was like whoa (laughs) 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 and it was like so for a while I was trying to reverse engineer like what just happened how do I give this to someone else this is like Mm. the best thing ever but I don't Mm. know how I replicate that And I really wanted to be able to replicate that because you obviously see people in the world feeling unhappy. I felt on top of the world. I want to share this in some way. Mm. And over time, I have tried different things, experimented and generally had, I'd say, kind of if you want to look at some success rate terms, generally... I find kind of like one-to-one conversation can be incredibly effective in giving people that kind of moment of realization when they see this. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's not a particularly um, easy way to do on mass. You know, you're then limited to seeing one person at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, hence why, you know, you and I are doing these very things like podcasts of ways to create that at a larger scale. That said, I haven't found yet, is there a way of replicating that power of that one-to-one conversation in this format? You know, who knows whether someone's going to be listening to this and go, boom, I see it differently or not. We don't know yet, really. Um, And equally, I'm just in the process of creating a course, which um, is really about creating that kind of experiential understanding that way of having that kind of experience of life differently so you get that realization and so the long answer is right now it's hard for me to say there is one way there is no like bulletproof scientific way of like here you go here's a nice neat understanding that's going to change your life i wish i actually believe that's possible quite honestly I believe anything's possible. So Mm. I think we will get to the point where it is possible to give people that understanding. Right now, I think it's just uh, Michael Neal obviously has that lovely, lovely way of describing it, staying in the conversation. If this sounds like 
if it, even if I'm sounding like I'm talking complete nonsense, even if just the sound of being a bit happier, of being a bit yeah. less angry sounds attractive, I would just yeah. say, you know, keeping a way of finding out more, listening yeah. further and finding out ways that you can take this understanding into life and seeing it for yourself. And of course, yeah. that's, you know, listening to podcasts, go across to bornhappy.co and you know, look at all the stuff. What I've tried to create there is this resource that's very much talking to real life problems. So whether that's like issues at work or relationships or really any area of life, mm. talking very much to that that issue, which is course is mm. thought created, but mm. trying to see it from a different perspective. So yeah. you start to, again, this isn't about learning someone else's way of looking at the world. It's about seeing something differently for yourself. So yeah. very long answer to say <laughs> Uh, there is no I love it. other yeah. to discover it for yourself. Yeah, and I've noticed like <clears throat> what happens is like people get uh, uh, they listen to a podcast or they read an article or someone tells them about it and they're not necessarily hooked. Mm -hmm. But sooner or later, just I think it's almost like they have they're feeling something new and they're like so they realize that okay this is different than everything else i've tried <laughs> you know personal development reading personal development books or doing courses and stuff and then sooner or later they get back to that they want to come back to that feeling and then they start like hmm you know there was something in this and then they start like reading and listening and and for some people, like I, one of my friends, she was exposed to this for like 15 minutes and then her head split in pieces. She was just like, boom, whoa. And she's like one of the wisest women I know, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, and for it's others. watching that, isn't it, face to face. When I've had clients oh my have that in front of me. And it's just yeah. like, whoa, the energy. Yeah. see that happen in front of you. Yeah. I see that happen all the time in our apartment uh, back in Oslo because, like, we're just there and we, you know, we have this lifestyle that we can work where we want and we just, you know, we we always open to having people come visit. So stop making and then... jealous about your parties. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> what happens though is that just people just like there's a lot of friends there and and you know obviously this energy this vibe is contagious kind of so like. <laughs> They come back and, and 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 you can see it just like you said, you know, we can watch people when it happens. And it's it's like just for people who haven't seen it, just imagine someone dropping all of their problems like all of their problems in a split second. Yeah. And then just like looking at them experiencing that. Mm. It's the most magical thing ever it's just like you just sit back and relax and just enjoy and look at them go crazy yeah it is gorgeous <laughs> absolutely gorgeous i used to, i don't do them at the moment because my focus is on born happy but i used to yeah. do uh merchandise so someone would come here and literally just get this thrown at them I, I'd nice cake and be nice to them as well but it's kind of like you know boom 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 yep. until they saw something different and uh <sighs> As they went, that kind of it was just amazing. So turn turn up looking one way and leave the house looking like mm. a different human being. So yeah. like, kind of like sparkly eyes and twinkly yep. and smiley and like looking lighter. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just like it's incredible that people can actually physically look different uh -huh. from having that kind of like it is your like it's all falls off them. 
all those like worries and strains and stresses all fall away. And what you're left with is uh, this like amazing, light, creative human being. Uh, yeah. What Super other cool. is, it is really cool. What I want to hear like what other, like what, in what areas can you see this show up in your life? Like it particularly, like, uh, uh, like, you know, uh, for example, people have, obviously your happiness but like in your business and like your productivity how is that like how do you see this understanding show up in different areas of your life i think it's actually about seeing that happiness shows up everywhere when you mm. see that it can exist everywhere and <clears throat> that's really new for me it's i love really that. interesting seeing um my background is in um running large websites so Born Happy was, you know, I, I don't, don't even know how many websites I've been managing. I, I used to work in a corporate, so I'd manage large teams. And, okay. you know, I had a way of doing it and I expected people to kind of go along and do it that way and had a certain approach. And when I was uh, working on the Born Happy website, there were times where, obviously, it wasn't going to plan. Stuff happens. And a friend who used to work for me was over one day when it was all going tits up and normally I would have been stressed and annoyed and getting people's ass kicked. And she she said to me, I don't understand it. Why aren't you stressed? And I was just, it was really funny because it hadn't even occurred to me to be stressed. <laughs> and it hadn't occurred to me to be annoyed or disappointed or worried. It hadn't even, like, until she asked the question, I was like, Wow. That's interesting. And then I noticed it just, this wasn't my thinking. It was just a default setting that when Um, you see that you can go about everything in that happy, creative, light manner, (laughs) and especially when you're trying to create something that's about telling the world they're born happy, it would make no sense to go go about doing that in the feeling of feeling stressed and angry and irritated. Yes, such a good point. (laughs) uh, It was really interesting seeing like that kind of like, Oh, wow, that's interesting because it does apply. It's, I don't I have no idea who said this originally, but there's this kind of saying, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. And I see the truth in that over and over again now. And it just, it's not to say I walk around with like a smile nonstop, but the times where I start to take life seriously, that's a clue to me to like check my thinking. Because everything can be glorious. Everything can be happy. And obviously stuff happens. Seriously, I have been through from the outside some of the hardest, most challenging, difficult, hurtful, painful things in my entire life over the last two years. Seriously. But being able to understand that, like, what is the point of life if we're going to go through it looking for the stuff to get upset and angry about? Because there always will be stuff. Yeah. Or we can go about life seeing what beauty can, can we take from this? What, what, what loveliness can we take from this? What meaning can I take from this? It's going to help me understand life better going forward. Yeah. And when you see that you have that, can have that approach to everything, life just changes and happiness mm-hmm. is everywhere. Yeah, that's very, that's very cool. And <clears throat> I love how... I love how how you said like everything can be glorious, like everything can be happiness. Like you can, you can be happy, yeah, basically doing everything you do in yeah. your life. And I don't know if I've ever like 
it's so true. And I, every like I've been talking to you now for just I'm uh, talking to you now for like two hours altogether. But I can, you know, you t- you get to like you get a feel of people, and I just get a feel that you like you walk the talk, and just like you said with the website, why. It makes no sense to you, uh, like, quote-unquote, teach people how to be, uh, or not teaching, but you know what I mean, like having a website about happiness and then not doing it being happy. Yeah. It would be the most <laughs> counterintuitive. No, counter, yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. I love that. And it really yeah. is that kind of everything can be glorious. It, I had a, quite a uh, comical experience shortly after coming across this where – one of my least favorite things was anything to do with laundry, including hanging out washing. Okay. And I had this moment where I was hanging out uh, the washing and normally I would do it as kind of with as little thinking about what I was doing as possible, because that would just start to annoy me. And if I, if I was thinking about it, I'd feel like brought down by the, oh, here I am wasting my life. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. Um, I, might, I would always be somewhere else with my thinking. So I wouldn't get annoyed about having to do the washing. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment where I just was so present to what I was doing and then just saw the magic in it. And this is mm. just going to sound ridiculous. I can only tell you what was going on for me, but it taught me a lot. So I, was, <laughs> I was looking around and we live in um, a very rural area. So we're surrounded by fields, birds singing, you know, beautiful green fields all around. And I just sort of noticed like, wow how amazing, you know, how amazing it all is, you know, nature, being able to be part of this, seeing all this. It was a sunny day. I could feel the warmth of the sun. And then I then like looked at what I was doing and thought, wow, how lucky am I that I've got the freedom to stand here? No, no fears for my safety. No worry that something's about to happen to me. Here I am like absolutely safe and enjoying the feeling of the sunshine and being surrounded by nature whilst doing this activity. And then I looked at like all these tiny, tiny, tiny bits of washing that I was hanging out because I've got young children. So it's just like a million tiny socks and it <laughs> <laughs> would annoy me. And I thought, wow, how lucky am I that not only have I got these children to be having to hang the washing up for, mm. but we've got the money to buy these clothes. And that someone, mm. you know, wherever they're in the world have created these clothes for my children to be clothed in. Mm. And it kind of like every time I looked at it, I could see more in the situation to be happy about to the extent where... As I put the peg on, I was like, boom, someone invented pegs. <laughs> 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 How lucky am I that someone invented pegs? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm not saying I know about every day of my life, you know, thanking that, wow, someone invented pegs, someone invented toasters. <laughs> but it's there in every moment. There's always stuff to be happy about. There's always stuff to notice. Even yeah. pegs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even the pegs. Um, that's, that's, that's hilarious. Um, I just want, like, and this is for you, this comes up automatically, right? Or this is not you trying to see what's positive in the situation. Yeah. It, very it's much, just, yeah. Very natural. So it's very natural. It just, 
because um, some someone listening might think like, okay, so I need to do my laundry for my tiny kids and make sure they have lots of tiny clothes and I need to make sure I'm in a <laughs> house surrounded by nature and then, you know, and then start thinking about how grateful I am. And then all of a sudden I'll pop into happiness all the time. <laughs> so it's like, want you like, there's distinction, right? There's this, what you're talking about is a story that kind of like, or I'm guessing, uh, you're also observing as it happens. It's natural for you. This is an but implication, this is right? It's thoughts, yeah. isn't it? But again, going back to that, you're always living in the feeling you're thinking. Yeah. But it's almost like your thinking can often come from the feeling of your thinking. And yeah. I find gratitude in particular quite a paradox because Sid Banks, the chapter who discovered the principles talks a lot about gratitude and talks mm-hmm. a lot about you know being grateful for those everyday things in life is where happiness comes from but you're quite right it isn't about you know writing I mean I used to be one of those people that used to try and engineer gratitude you know love doing mm-hmm. gratitude diaries and all those kind of things and never felt that kind of level of appreciation in life very naturally that happens now mm-hmm. so I'm going to give two answers to this because it, and it's not that either of them are, are in any way going to be complete. It is a paradox. But there's two things. I think part of it is we can create a place that happiness can naturally flow and exist. So, an example I spoke about recently in an interview was every week over Sunday dinner, we do what we call our gratefuls with our children. And mm-hmm. go around the table and we'll talk about what we've, we had to be grateful for this week. So you could say that's, that is engineering a kind of feeling of gratitude. And mm-hmm. in a way it is, but they are gorgeous conversations. Absolutely gorgeous. Now hearing my, uh, she's just turned four actually. My four-year-old daughter, she <clears throat> every week it's kind of like a habit where she'll say, I'm grateful for mummy cuddling me. And I love, <laughs> I love, like that's my son. And she'll just say like the same things every week. just gorgeous. And then they'll find such simple things to be grateful for. Just like beautiful things that just happened in their week. They're so simple. And so, that's just an example where we can create the conditions for ha- happiness and gratitude to flourish because mm. we are almost expecting life to have gratitude and have happiness. So I think there's that's not the answer in its entirety, but I do think having that kind of understanding that gratitude is part of life and it exists in life is a great way of training your brain. Mm. On the other side of it, more powerful than that is exactly what you're pointing to here, that as we start to understand that we're only ever creating our feelings through thought, naturally, those feelings that take us away from gratitude and happiness are less appealing. We seem to notice more quickly, like, oh, look what I've just done to myself again. And as they fall away, what you're left with is happiness. Mm -hmm. And what you're left with is feeling grateful for the stuff that's in your life that creates Mm -hmm. that lovely feeling. Mm. And it, it's it's just a consequence of it. Mm. It's like it's like the the, the, the most effortless flow of life mm. <laughs> is apparently, <clears throat> you know, gratefulness, taking care of each other, love. That's apparently the best way to you for for nature to unfold. Like that's how we're going to survive. That's how our species is going to survive and. And that's like, there's no blockages there. It's just like, it's closer to nature. Those kinds of 
experiences of feelings and uh it's good yeah i love that um i want to uh, just quickly just what you just said there it's made me think of something if you don't mind me just uh yeah talking about that for me that <clears throat> it's I think it's unhelpful if we start to look at it as a duality, as in like, this is bad, that's good. This is mm. un- this is negative thought, this is positive thought. It's going mm. to feel like that to us. But the very fact that we're creating meaning around that type of thought is because we're getting personal about it. We're taking it mm. personally. Mm. The flip side of that, where you're talking about getting in touch with nature, is impersonal. Mm. And that's when we're not even really caring about our thoughts too much. It's like, it's so impersonal, but in a great way. We usually think like impersonal is a bad thing, but it's actually, if if personal is like us being isolated and alone and fearful and thinking that we've got to control everything, the flip side of that is I don't need to because there's more to this than me. Mm. It's impersonal because it is connected to nature. It's connected to that awesomeness. It's connected to the energy and intelligence behind everything. And then that tiny little thoughts in the moment who cares if they're like positive or positive? they're tiny they're tiny and they love yeah. you know fleeting moments you know now 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 they're gone and when you see how small and insignificant they are compared to your overall experience that, that only good stuff can come from that not getting caught, caught up in the personal not taking yeah. that seriously that's beautiful that's a perfect way of ending this podcast. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, um, how can people contact you? Um, what's the best, yeah, what's the best way of contacting you? Where do you want to send people listening? Bornhappy.co has got, I'll say it nice and slowly, bornhappy.co. It's mm. got, as I said earlier, all sorts of stuff on there, which is building all the time. So, the podcast's got a number of things, interviews, and also uh, recorded coaching sessions between really, really great coaches who have specialisms in certain subject matters. So we've just done a weight loss series, and we're now just moving on to financial freedom, which is issues around money and debt. So expert coaches talking to real clients. And then, I mean, it's awesome because I just sit back, fly on the wall and let them Yeah. Happen, and it is amazing. And I sit there and just go, whoa, I've just had, <laughs> you know, the core. It's perfect. Um, yeah. So there's all, and that will be a series of different themes unfolding each month. So we've got, you know, everything you can see. I mean, there's no end to looking at this in different ways. Um, so coming up, we've got relationships. I think over Christmas, I'm going to do one specifically on families and, you know, if we get like, you know, locked into a house with their in-laws and <laughs> climbing. The- <laughs> so something around that kind of family relationships. There'll be something around sort of caring, stroke, uh, social care, special needs, business, creativity, finding your purpose. I mean, you name it, we'll have people. We'll have dating. Ma- magic. Yes, that'd be good. So yeah uh i i um i forgot what i was gonna say that's fine thank you so much for doing this and i i recommend everyone to go to bornhappy.co that's (laughs) bornhappy.co won't have to kick you later (laughs) uh yeah and um and i'll hope to have you back here at the podcast thank you so much for for doing this that's been great fun thank you 
This was the Paradigm Shift Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it on your Facebook. If not, then please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no.